under your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. Folks, welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. And war asked this question years ago when I think the country is much more torn apart than it is today. But things are crazy today with the 24-hour news cycle and social media. But sing it. Sing it, my friends. be friends because of politics that's why we can't be friends now southern wood and i can be friends how you doing i'm doing well and though we disagree on some issues even a little bit on politics we're friends i I think this is a great point that you're bringing up but a good rule of thumb and we've had our knockout drag outs i mean and i'm not talking about us arguing about human nature and as it works or grace alone i mean like we almost had it out over michael jackson and prince last week yeah yeah and, and that's what I don't understand about people is that you can't separate, uh, you know, an idea that you have or feeling that you have for something against logic and, and have an honest, open debate. I think mm-hmm. what we have lost in this country, we don't have debate anymore. Right. And, you know, debate is where I bring forth one ideology you bring forth another. Right. And we compare the two. And I say, no, Joey, I would disagree. Yeah. I don't think that what that, what you're saying is right. This is the way I interpret it, or this is what I want to say about it. And it's just become, oh, you don't like what I said? Well, you're a racist. No, you're, no, no, no. You're, you're a xenophobe. Evil. You're evil. And and You're we ignorant. and that's where and it's mm-hmm. it's amazing. These are supposed to be the smartest people, the people running our country, and all they can come up with is name calling. They sound like flipping four year olds on a playground. It's because the election's getting closer and closer and closer, and really with the twenty four hour news cycle and social media, we're always in election mode. People's attention span has gone out the window. We talked about this last week. It's not just people, millennials or Generation Z. I think the boomers are having real trouble with this new world of technology. All these bells and whistles and new things to pay attention to. I mean, it's enough to make you want to go into your little hermit hole. I get it. And how do you get attention? Mm -hmm. You say something inflammatory. Exactly. Now, and you said something, I want to go and circle back to it. You compare your ideology, I'll compare my ideology, and that's fine. People have their ideologies, but I think the ideal situation is you get away from ideology. Because if I'm just talking... You think so? Yeah. If I'm just talking to an ideologue, then why am I even talking to you? 
Like, if I'm presenting the libertarian ideology, you know, if somebody's never heard of it before, there's a benefit to talking about it, like the chapter and verse of what it means to be a libertarian, or the most basics. But okay. if I've heard of libertarianism before, and you start going into your libertarian spiel, like, why am I even talking to you? I I've already know what a libertarian believes. So, and at the end of the, you're not the libertarian here, but I would be like, I don't want to know what a libertarian believes. I want to know what Clay believes. And I think there are too many people that, when they get involved in politics, mm-hmm. go, hmm, what do conservatives believe? What do liberals and progressives believe? Or, <laughs> and, and they try to fit themselves into that box. And now some people come honestly, based on their temperament, based on their life experience, based on their ideas. They do fit the mold of a conservative, or they okay. do fit the mold of a progressive. But I think too many people are forgetting who they are and are trying to say, well, here's what the team believes. Here's what It's even worse than just being ideologically possessed and you're just spouting ideological principles. It's now gone to the point of a team sport where it's now name-calling and what's the latest bumper sticker logic to echo that's coming from the media and the politicians. Okay, and and that's that's a better way to put it because I didn't, I didn't yeah. intentionally mean it that way. Fair enough. It's how you're your ideals form your worldview. Yeah, and that's because what you that can is share. a great question is mm-hmm. when someone says, Well, I'm liberal or I'm conservative, I'm, you know, what have you. Well, and the, I'm a witch. Right. <laughs> you know, but, I believe in the Course on Miracles, New Age scripture from the 60s. Sure. But <laughs> when, you, when you go to the next question, says, Explain that to me in. One paragraph. Right. People can't do that because or, they don't even know why they are on that team. Or, yeah, explain to me, like, if somebody asked me, why did you become a libertarian? Are you an Auburn Alabama fan, Joey? Auburn. Okay. Why are you an Auburn fan? Give it to me in one sentence. Why is Joey Clark an Auburn fan? My parents both went to Auburn, as well as my uncle Scott went to Auburn when Bo Jackson was there. He was a super fan. I remember going to the games. I remember watching the Iron Bowls. And then I went to Auburn, so I am forever an Auburn fan. And that was the answer I was looking for. That's so much the reason. Yeah. I think there's two reasons you're either liberal or Republican. Mm-hmm. If we, I mean, and we're using those terms in great big, oh sure, uh, uh, you know, apostrophes and and well, we're really in an era where those don't mean anything very clearly. There they are different, don't. all the different camps within those umbrellas. But it, most times you're either exactly the same as your parents. You don't know why you're there. Right. Why are you Catholic? Right. Well, Did you choose to be? I'm. I'm just. I've sort of rebelled pretend. there, but fair enough. I get that. I was raised but, Catholic, so yeah. So you. Why do I go to the Church of Christ? Right. My parents went to the Church of Christ. That's Look where at I us go. Both though, us rebels well, here. You know. I mean, th- that's just what you do. Well, you. But either, you either follow mm-hmm. or you rebel a hundred and eighty yes. degrees right. against. Right. Exactly. So I'm either going to be a staunch, hardcore, conservative Republican that goes to the Church of Christ. Right. Or I'm going to be this liberal, flaming, you know, weirdo. Right. right. I would call weirdo. Sure. Excuse me, all you liberals out there listening. <laughs> I still love you. Well, it's that we're forgetting the people, and it's descended into name-calling, and it's assuming the worst possible motivations. And also, it means that you can't say stuff. Like, when I saw, I'll just be perfectly honest, when I saw Donald Trump's tweet that started this whole crap show for the last few days and the last two 24-hour news cycles, I read that tweet and go, that's really, really dumb. 
That's my first thought, ladies and gentlemen. And it's not because, oh, I'm looking to see what the president wronged today. It was more like, that just comes... Three of them were born here, Donald! Excuse me, Mr. President. Like, you could have said, if your point was, these folks kind of hate the country or always down on the country, always down on you and your plan. And you could have written, literally, if you don't love the country, you don't love America, you can get out. You could have said that. But you said, go back to the countries you came from. It was just, it's incoherent. And see, and that's where I have a completely different interpretation of what he said. And this came up a couple of weeks ago. I was talking, I mean, to, I mean, these are just old cowboys. Yeah. I mean, true, that's what they do. They ride horses, they get cows up, they wrestle cows. They got Wrangler on the booty. They rope them. They got their hat is matted black. Yeah. Their boots are black to match. Yeah. I mean, they are freaking cowboys. Yeah. I mean, the Kid Rock wrote a song Cowboy, about them. Cowboy, baby. But it, it was one of them. I mean, he was being real serious. And he says, you know what I love the most about Donald Trump? Mm. Is he talks in a way that I can understand what he's saying. And that's what I got from the tweet. I understood what he was saying. It wasn't, oh... AOC, go back to your home country. Yes, she was born here in America. Right, right, right. He knows that. He's talking about if you want to tie your roots to your home country and you think this country is so bad, yeah. well, go back to your home country. Let them accept you. Fix their problems. Figure out how you fix and their problems. come on back. Come back mm-hmm. and tell us, hey, guys, we've been doing it wrong up here. You know... That's the way well, I took it. I didn't. Right. Well, I didn't wait. sound anything offensive in anything. Oh, no. He said. And let me be clear. My first thought wasn't like, "Oh, that's so racist. That's so xenophobic." My first thought was, "That's incoherent." You're talking about like Congresswomen, and really, your comments about a woman, one of them, Elon Omar. So it just, to me, I'm like, "What? What is this?" But maybe that's part of what Trump does because he comes back around and goes, "They can stay. They can go. They just need to love America." That's what he said today. So it's kind of like Donald Trump is just reacting to certain things. And, and, <laughs> and actually, I think him doing – and Steel, Ben Shapiro had a great take on this, and I'll share it. Um, he said that Donald Trump did all, went all Leroy Jenkins on the situation. Do you know that reference? No, I don't. I know a lot of folks out there – I didn't play this, but I know the reference. It's World of Warcraft. And it's a big online open platform game. A lot of people played. My brother Will has been on the show when he was in high school. Is a big World of Warcraft nerd, and so they do this thing called raids. And not going too much into detail, you meet up with like four or five of your buddies, and you have to on these raids at high levels. You really have to plan it out, like really plan it out. So there's this video that came out years ago. And this is the reference to Leroy Jenkins, where it's a video of, all, of a screenshot of these people playing World of Warcraft about to go in on a raid. And one of the guys is directing it. It's like, you go take on this aspect of it. I'm going to take on this aspect of it. You play support on this angle. Of, they're really mapping out their game plan. And as they're mapping out their game plan, and you don't go just into the raid because once you go in, it starts. and You better have your game plan. Before they can, they're wrapping up their game plan session. This one guy who's been silent the whole time just all of a sudden comes on the mic with his character and goes, Leroy Jenkins, and runs into the raid and gets everybody killed. 
<laughs> you can hear the other person go, damn it, Leroy. <laughs> and so, to a degree, that's what Shapiro is saying Trump did. The Democrats are infighting. They're going nuts. Essentially, the squad, AOC and her friends are calling Nancy Pelosi racist. Well, no, she's not racist, but she's really trying to silence women of color. Like, there's this whole fight going on. But now I know the response to this is that Trump wanted to interject himself because he thought there was too much division in the Democratic Party. We want you to own those people you're fighting with. You, I want you to give AOC and Elon Omar and Ayanna Presley and Rashida Tlaib a big bear hug. And you can call me a white supremacist and a white nationalist and all the things in the world. Xenophobic, racist, nativist, blah, 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 blah. Just as long as y'all come together. Because you're not the speaker, Nancy, though I love dealing with you. You notice Trump doesn't hit Pelosi that hard often. He occasionally calls her, like, crazy or whatever. But he actually, that's the one person he hasn't hit that hard. You know why he doesn't hit her? Because he doesn't need to. She right. hits herself. Right. Exactly. You know, and, and that's and that's where I, I would kind of I would kind of differ with you a little bit. There is it, it, you have to think about Trump now. You have to take the entire package. This cat is worth fourteen billion with a B dollars. Yes. Now, now, I'm Joey, very rich. Yes, Joey. I mean, our W twos only have barely like five numbers on it. Yeah, I'm worth like a few hundred dollars right now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're talking about adding seven more zeros. If you include my car, maybe a few grand is what I'm worth. But I mean, that's that's what we're looking at. Mm. Donald Trump's not stupid. No. And, And I think you have a very good point there. He doesn't want the Democrats splitting up. Right. He wants them to kind of be together and come against him because what I said earlier, the American people, there are so many, the flyover states that nobody knows about, nobody cares about, nobody gives a flying damn about. Mm -hmm. They love having someone in there that talks like like you and I. And, well, more like I than you. You're you're much more eloquent. Well, no, but actually, I wrote something up as after Trump came on Dan Moore's show here on News Talk. And we saw the rally down in Mobile. It hit me. Of it, it felt electric in the studio with all the calls after Trump got off the phone. And it hit me. It reminded me of something, of all people, a Democratic Socialist, George Orwell, said. He was writing saying that the best politicians will be those who use what he called demotic speech. It's a long-winded thing. Orwell, a brilliant writer, said there's a difference between me writing an essay or me writing a novel or whatever... And sit down and record the average conversation of the average person, in his case, Britain. But the average American record their conversation. The politician that can sound like that, like everyday speech, Trump reminds me of talk radio, how he talks, will connect with the people. And that's exactly to your point. It's exactly what Trump has tapped into. So I'll, I'll criticize myself, even though when I saw this tweet... But go back to your own countries and fix that and then come back and tell us how you did it. It seemed incoherent to me, but it also is like, well, people kind of get it. When you're in everyday conversation, you're sitting there talking quickly. You say all sorts of things that if you go back and look at the transcript, you're like, oh, okay, that didn't exactly, that wasn't exactly what I meant. Exactly. But people can kind of get the gist of it. 
and connect with you. And it also leads people into this sort of game of, oh, I get them. You guys just don't get them. Like, I get my president. You guys just don't get... And this game, though, that the left is playing, I have an example that came out today that just, it kind of is so absurd, it half makes me want to laugh my ass off, but also it pisses me off a little bit. You know Chris Pratt, right? Yes. Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> he's like my favorite. He's in the he Jurassic Park movies. He's so good as Andy Dwyer on Parks and Rec. Uh, no, no, no. This is the headline today. From He's got a green chick, dude. From I know. From Yahoo. <laughs> she is fire, too. This is an actual article by Hannah Flint of Yahoo Entertainment News. Here's the headline. Chris Pratt criticized for wearing, quote-unquote, white supremacist t-shirt. So, what, did it have, like, a fiery cross on it? Is that like a okay sign? Yeah, isn't that in that white supremacy now? What is it like? <laughs> if you a, just say, was it a swastika? I mean, was it like a like was he wearing a Ku Klux Klan shirt? Was he you know was it a Pepe the Frog even? Like I don't know. No, Pepe the Frog. Pepe, you, Pepe's just a he's a skunk. <laughs> Pepe the Pew. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is a different. You're, I'm talking about Kekistan, man. You don't know Pepe the Frog? Anyway, you're not. Go ahead. You haven't taken the red pill enough. Anyway, <laughs> this is the weird alt-right speak that's out there these days. But, okay, I'll read the article, folks. Just bear is, with me. Is that me. the one that, that came up and gave the shot to Fuddy and killed her because she was the only one that saw uh, Obama's birth certificate? No, that was a frog man. Oh, frog man. Okay. Yeah, but not Pepe. Not, his name wasn't Pepe. I'll pull up Pepe okay. the Frog for you. <laughs> Let me read this article. Bear is he with gay? Me. No. Well, Pepe is many things to many people. I don't know. That's what old Alex some Jones people, said. They're turning people, the freaking frogs well, gay. To some people, Pepe is this white supremacist, white nationalist symbol. To some people, Pepe is a gay icon. To some people, Pepe is just an absurd cartoon where everybody gets along in Kekistan. Anyway, here's the Go article. Ahead, I'm sorry. Chris Pratt. <laughs> is facing criticism over a t-shirt he was pictured wearing featuring a controversial symbol. Uh-oh. The Marvel Star's top shows the American flag with a coiled snake over the top and a message underneath which reads, Don't tread on me. The writing and snake combo on its own is depicted on the Gadsden, Gadsden flag, a symbol created by Christopher Gadsden, a Charleston-born brigadier general in the Continental Army. It came to prominence during the Revolutionary War of the U.S. by colonists who wanted independence from Great Britain. Although it is one of the symbols and flags used by the U.S. men's soccer team, over the years, the flag has been adopted by far-right political groups like the Tea Party. <laughs> as well as gun-toting supporters of the Second Amendment. It has therefore become a symbol of more conservative and far-right individuals, and according to the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission of the U.S., is also uh, sometimes interpreted to convey racially tinged messages in some contexts. It's why some people are critical of Pratt wearing a T-shirt featuring the Gadsden flag iconography. Many have posted their feelings on Twitter. Amanda Clark says Andy Dwyer would never wear a shirt emblazoned with a white supremacist dog whistle. 
Chris Pratt is unequivocally the worst Chris. I like him, writes Tim Burns on Twitter, but all these small things about his politics make me wonder when he'll say something transphobic, tank his career, and do the full heel turn into a Fox commentator. Wait, so now the Gadsden flag is a white supremacist symbol to people on woke Twitter? Shove it up your ass. Wait, wait a minute. They're on what? Prague SJW woke Twitter. They're so woke. Woke Twitter. Okay, if if you're writing something on woke Twitter, mm. I pretty much don't give a flying damn what you've got to say. Well, but it reminds me of the old joke. It's like, you drink water, right? You're out in the heat these yep. summer mm-hmm. days. Well, you know what? It was a Nazi. You're a Nazi. It was a Nazi. Because man. Hitler also drank water. You own a dog? That's about right. It's a Nazi. Yeah, he had dogs too. There are photos of him playing with his dog like a normal human being, not a psychopathic Nazi killer. Like, okay, so because a few groups might use the Gadsden flag, and in some contexts it's racially tinged, now it's not a symbol of the revolution and the fight for independence. I own a shirt that says Liberty, and it has the coiled snake. It is a symbol of, oh my God. What it's a symbol of liberty? What if? And I mean, this this idea is so far out there. You're gonna think I'm freaking crazy. Mm. I'm just stupid. But what if it was just a cool shirt, right? Yeah, and you like the way it no, looks, and, the shirt, and you put it on. His shirt looks better than mine. It really does have this American flag that's kind of like, you know, it's new, but it looks worn. A little bit, and then superimposed on top is the coiled snake, and then underneath, in kind of worn letters, it says "Don't tread on me." It's a cool shirt. Well, and and Joey, I mean, I'll I'll tell you, when I was like 18, 19 years old, I went to Spencer's one day. Yeah, and they had all the little funny shirts, the little knockoff shirts, and this and that, and they the toys, one. and those toys. Yeah. No, I didn't never dealt with the toys. I don't know what you're talking about. The. Uh, <laughs> But they had a shirt that, you remember the old show, MASH? I mean, that was before your time, but you remember what MASH is. I know what it is, yeah. Okay, well, they all wore the green, the army green with the kind of off-white or yellow. It said MASH on the front is is the T-shirts that they wore. Hmm. Well, they had one in there that said HASH. (laughs) H-A-S-H. I thought it was funny. That is funny. You know... I've told you. You never tell don't smoke it. Yeah, I've, I've I've never done drugs. I'm I'm not a dopehead. Because I don't you promised smoke your dope. mother. Yeah. Promised mama, and and I've just never done that. But I thought the shirt was funny, right? And so I bought it. Yeah, and I wore it all the time. <laughs> and I would wear this hat shirt around. Oh it, it man! Didn't mean that I came out and said we need to legalize marijuana back in 1988, 89. Right, right. You know, it was just. Something. A funny shirt. It, it's I, a joke. I like the shirt, and right. it was very comfortable. I wore the crap out of that shirt. No, and really, I need to write a book called Censorious Nitwits and Nincompoopery. Yeah, the nincompoopery is strong. The asshattery, those ding-dongs out there on woke Twitter and in the halls of Congress. And no, I'm not just talking about the left, because there's a lot of freaking 
Yeah, I said it. Freaking asshats on the Republican side, too. And it's the, just, no, and yes, if I have to pick a team, I think I'd go with the right wing. But it, really, at the end of the day, I'm glad I'm a libertarian after a news cycle like this the last 48 hours, because we're all screwed. I saw somebody share a quote from that august mind, Plato, you know, that ancient Greek. He says, if you don't take interest in the affairs of your government, you're probably doomed to be ruled by fools. Yeah, Plato. Yeah, but also, if you do take interest in your government, you'll probably still be doomed to be ruled by fools, as well Thank as, you. God forbid, you might be the fool ruling everybody. Yeah. I think you can encapsulate all of them into one word, though. Hmm. Butt lick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like shaving your dog's butt and walking it backwards. That's what reminds me of our political season. It's a one thing to be interested in the best policies of the country, the philosophy that founds and keeps this diverse country that really should have been ripped apart years ago, but somehow we keep making it work. It's good to understand these things and to care about what's going on in the halls of power. But sometimes people are so interested in what their government is doing and the cultures that support their government that they become censorious nitwits and nincompoops. And everything is a freaking symbol of hate because that's the narrative I'm high and doped up on. Which well, means you have high. It means you have no ideas. Yeah. Again, yeah. Because it's, it's I don't easy know. to criticize someone. Yep. And you say, okay, all right, you know what, Joey, your show sucks. Yeah. It's like, okay, you would say, okay, so, what should I do different? Right. Uh, I, uh, I, I, well, I mean, I don't know, just make it not suck anymore well, because you suck. Well, no, these days it's like... I no. bet you're gay. Yeah. I bet you're gay. So what? You're good looking. What you're clean. It? You're 30 years old. You're not married. You're gay. You homo. <laughs> so what's wrong with that? And it's like, okay, how do I make my show better? What if I was? Well, quit sucking and quit being gay. Mm -hmm. And your show would be better. That's where we have come to in freaking politics yeah. that run our life. I mean, it runs our life. It allows us what we can and cannot do in this country of so-called liberty, yep. which does not exist anymore. Yeah, but it exists in little ways, it, it, but not to the degree I would like, oh, it, or it, any it, of us would like. Really. Every day it goes down and down and down. And the closer you so. get, the less it gets. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it comes back to a common conversation. You know, maybe at this point it's banal and boring, but. It's about personal responsibility. It's about basic liberty and tolerance for others that disagree with you. And it's about limiting the power we have over one another. And there are only a few decisions where we should be able to force each other to do things. And right now, it's almost like every decision under the sun is an issue for the mob who has no mind. The herd mind is deciding everything. It's a joke. And that's where joke. personal responsibility has gotten so limited in this country, you mm. can be a 14-year-old, 15-year-old girl, you get pregnant, you have a child. Say you don't have parents or you've run away from home, you got no way to take care of that child. Right. So you go to the government, yeah. and the government says, okay, we're going to give you money to rent a house, we're going to pay your power bill, and we're going to pay for food for you and your child. You stay home and take care of your child. There's no personal responsibility there. Right. You don't, and, and it, it sounds terrible, you don't sit out there and you and your child die, or your child dies. 
That doesn't happen anymore. There is no responsibility. So you can just run around and flay your legs open anywhere you want to go. It's just one example. You know, I mean, hell, you can start a business now. And you're like, you borrow all this money and you go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no, I don't, well. you know, uh, I send you an invoice, uh, you know. Uh, I know. I know that. I know how bankruptcy works, Southernwood. All right. Don't you knock bankruptcy. Mr. Clark, you owe me $7,000 and you send me a letter back saying, nope, file bankruptcy. I use the laws of this country. All right, Chris? Exactly. I mean, Clay. We're going to hit a break. But why can't we be friends? One word, idiotic politics. <laughs> Joey Clark. I'm just gay. Joey Clark. Well, welcome back, folks. So we get closer to election day. It's still only July 2019, but things are heating up. And Joe Biden has now laid down the gauntlet. I'm not looking forward to geriatrics competing in feats of strength. But if Joe Biden is accused of being low energy or feeble minded, he says he's going to challenge Donald Trump on the spot. Well, how many push-ups can you do, bro? And then Bernie Sanders chimed in and said, well, I will challenge them to what am I? Like, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see these old men trying to compete in feats of strength. I mean, part of me does, but if you do want to compete in some feats of strength, you need to check out Express Fitness 24-7. That's where I was this morning. So, so the, the presidential debate is going to be a, a festivous. Right. <laughs> oh, God, I, I got a lot of problems with Airing of the grievances, yeah. feats of strength. <laughs> hey! But go by if you are you know happen to be challenged to a feat of strength, you need to get your in shape, get a good workout going. We've covered it before. If you can do forty push-ups, especially if you're over forty, means you have a ninety something percent chance of having no cardiovascular issues. I need to get started on that. Yeah, no, get on it, get on it, Southernwood, and you can start if you like at Express Fitness. 24/7. But see, Joey, I can't go to a gym because, I mean, I work from like 7 in the morning until, you know, 6, 7 at night. Well, that sounds like an excuse, and, I mean, one. I mean, you because, know, gyms well, open at 9 no, and they close at 5. It's in the name, Southernwood. It's in the name 24-7. Express Fitness 24-7. When you become a member, you have a sign-up fee. Then it's 30 bucks a month after that. Month to month, no long-term contract. But that sign-up fee includes a key fob. They give you 24-7, 365 access to Express Fitness 24-7. I'm going to the Zelda Road location, uh-huh. the Hillwood Festival Shopping Center. Uh, the facility's right above the Firehouse Subs, and then right across the parking lot. It's a split facility. I love it. I got a great workout in earlier today with Alex. We're going hard, man. Hey, you were you were walking kind of gingerly. Oh yeah, but, I saw you. But I'm I'm earning it, and I get this crazy endorphin rush. But you don't have to be doing these sort of CrossFit style workouts and bodybuilding stuff. You can go in and just maintain cardio. They've got the cardio machines. If you want to do simple weight machines, they've got those. But if you do want to hit that deadlift and squat and bench press and use all the free weights, they've got all of that. State of the art equipment. 
and 24-7 access. They'll even hook you up. They're personal trainers that work out of Express Fitness. So go to expressfitness24.com. That's expressfitness, the number 24.com. Find out which location is best for you. Might be Zelda Road here in Montgomery, but there are locations in Millbrook, Prattville, Wetumpka, Clanton, Pine Level, all over the River Region. So check them out, Express Fitness 24-7, and tell them that Joey from the radio sent you. Sign up. I mean, it's never too late. I mean, you might find yourself in the middle of a heated political debate, and all of a sudden somebody goes, I can do more push-ups than you. Really, Joe? Joseph Robinette Biden, that's going to be your response. Donald Trump calls you sleepy, and you go, well, uh, let's do push-ups, Donald. Really? <laughs> no, are you going to challenge him to go behind the woodshed and kick his ass, too? I guarantee you Joe Biden would go down hard and fast. He would go down hard and fast, even though I don't fight like that. I don't do that. I don't pick fights. But if Joe wants to pick a fight, if he wants to do a push-up challenge, I will wipe the floor with him. I will wipe the floor with him. And if Bernie wants to do a mile run, I'll wipe the floor with him. I'll, I'll challenge him to a marathon. Trump would call his buddy Mike Tyson as like. Come here, Mike. <laughs> Take care you know, of this Mike moment. Tyson's opening up uh, like a cannabis ranch. It's going to be this huge grow operation, but also resort. It's going to be amazing. Really? Really. Yeah, it should be something to behold. But here, Andrew from Canada has been holding for too long. We're I don't want to in Canada. Hey, hey, Canada. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, Andrew, how you doing? Hey, Joey, uh, you're talking about the gym. I've seen pictures of you. You never, you look like you never walked past the gym, let alone in the gym. What? You haven't Joey, seen recent... Joey. Wait, you haven't even seen <laughs> photos of me, brother, brother. What are you talking about? <laughs> I've seen pictures of you on Facebook. Don't worry. No, oh, you, I need to put more recent ones up. I don't do the vanity gym shots right after I get the pump on because I feel <laughs> a little... I'm already narcissistic enough as it is, so, you know. Yeah. So, you're talking about why can't we be friends, right? Like, right. So, Correct. Like, I have, I have a childhood friend I grew up with, and we, we both went to the same church, and we both did everything. He is a far lefty, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how, how the pastor even lets him go into the church. Um... And I'm a, I'm a conservative. I'm like, far right. Like, you know, and we clash. We will fight with each other. We'll beat each other up, like, in, insult. And then we'll walk away and shake hands and we'll be friends again. But but Democrats, they can't do that. Right. They only love, they only love to be nasty. Because they think they're going to win that way. Well, there are some... I've met Democrats that like the fight like your friend, and then you can shake hands. But then I've met... Democrats, and I've, I've met people from all political walks of life, libertarians and conservatives alike, but it's especially prominent on the left that if you disagree, it's not just that you're wrong, you are evil and morally bereft. And that's what I think causes such rifts. It is like not just that you're wrong or misguided, you're a bad person. Uh, yeah, but they think, they think Republicans are, are vicious and, and evil and, and dangerous. We, we we had the movie Unplanned. I don't know. Have you seen that movie Unplanned yet? No, I haven't. I know what you're talking about. I've not seen it. So we, we had it open last weekend in Canada, finally. A couple months after you guys got it because it was so so hard to get it here in Canada. And there's a, a movie theater in British Columbia that canceled their showing because they were getting desperate. Oh, good if they showed it, If they showed the movie. I went here in, in, a, in Calgary, Alberta, where I live, and there's like three security guards around the theater. 
God. Now, now I don't. I, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know the movie. I don't know what y'all are talking. It's a movie about, about uh, abortion. About a woman who works. Abby in John, a, it's Abby Johnson's true story. Abby yeah. Johnson's true story of how she left Planned Parenthood and what she saw. It's okay. Not she was working at a clinic and she changed oh. her mind from the thing she saw. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I get it. But. But and, and the Canadian media, from CBC to CTV to every major media, called it a propaganda movie. <laughs> That's so, a fun thing to you know. It's old. I'll quote a, a lefty, Gore Vidal. He said, you know, if we're going to, somebody yelled at him from the crowd, you're just spreading pop propaganda because that's what this country's all about. I'm free to spread propaganda. You're free to spread propaganda. Exactly. We'll each share and spread our propaganda and we'll see who, you know, we convince. And I love how the propaganda uses this pejorative term like, oh, no, I disagree with that. So that's just, that's just political prop. Do you, do you know, do you know one of the signs that were uh, outside one of the movie theaters in uh, British Columbia? That they're because they have protesters. These people are vicious. You can't go watch a movie because it's you have unreal. protesters. They they don't want the truth. One of the signs that that was outside there, I couldn't stop laughing. Is abortion saves lives? That's what it said on there. Abortion what? saves lives. Well, it literally doesn't. It kills. It, yeah, it kills. literally abortion ends kills. life. These liberals are so brainwashed. There's they they cannot stand the truth. I, I I will have a conversation with a liberal, no problem. I will I will. But they're, they're brainwashed from a little kid in school in, in Canada. If you go to a school, they will they will teach you the most disgusting thing at a young age, and they'll tell you it's normal. Well, and and to kind of stay with this topic, there was uh, and I can't remember which one of the uh, squad said it today. Uh, it may have been AOC that since Trump took office, millions of people have died. Mm -hmm. And you know the first thing that came to my mind was, yes, millions of people have died mm -hmm. because there are millions of abortions happening every single day in the United States, every day. Oh, no, but there were people, like the individual mandate was like a, a giant iron lung for the millions in this nation. As soon as they repealed that, millions died. Yeah. It's so Joey, ridiculous. I see how dead you are right now, Joey. Oh, I'm very dead. Inside. Did, Joey, did you see the breaking news that just came out about two hours ago that Planned Parenthood removed its uh, president? No, I did in not a secret see meeting. It, it, it just came out two hours ago. They removed her from her position in a secret meeting. These people, uh, Joey, and please go see this movie. Because once you see this movie, even the, uh, if you're pro-life, yeah. you, I, ha I have to look away from the screen several times. Because Planned Parenthood is vicious. They are a disgusting company. And once you see what really happens inside Planned Parenthood, you will be even more disgusted than you are right now. Okay, well, I'll have to see Unplanned. I guess I'll have to see it at home. Yeah, um, everybody should go watch it because even if you believe in, in abortion, go watch it. Right. Because it will open your eyes to the other side and what pro-lifers are fighting for. Well, and I think it's always, no matter your, your political position, it's good to see, you know, somebody's experience having been there and why they changed their mind. I'm all for understand why people think how they think yeah. and what they've experienced. Well, that and, goes back to the original conversation. Yeah. Have a conversation about it and talk about it instead of calling somebody, oh, you're a sexist, Joey. Right. You don't want you. 
if you don't agree with abortion, you don't want women to have the rights to control right, their right. own body. You're a misogynist. And, and I'm uh, double, you know, just backing you up. Yeah, Planned Parenthood removed uh, Liana Wynn as their president. This came out seven hours ago from the New York Times. Um, she was only in as the president for eight months. Uh, when it went on, went on there. But, Andrew, I got to run. I appreciate the call, man. I appreciate right, you man. listening. Um, now, I want to end on an interesting note because, you know, there was a big fight on the floor today where Pelosi's like, he's racist. The president is racist. And Doug Collins of Georgia came up like, uh, can we strike those words from uh, <laughs> Madam Speaker's? How dare she say that Is this the story about how masturbation is creating global warming? <laughs> no. Okay. This is a different story, but that's okay. a hilarious story. <laughs> I, just I didn't know that, that was in. adding to my carbon footprint. <laughs> oh, no. I, you know, Dr. Benjamin Rush at the founding said it make me go blind. I'm not blind yet, Doc. But uh, anyway. Got hair on your palms. <laughs> No, this is a different story. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Some members of the United States House are concerned, Southernwood. They're concerned that the Pentagon may have unleashed disease-infected ticks that cause the spread of Lyme disease. Yes, Roll Call is reporting that on July 11th, the House stealthily decided via voice vote to support an amendment to the 2020 Defense Authorization Bill that would require the Department of Justice to look into weaponized ticks. According to the Congress-focused newspaper, Roll Call, New Jersey Republican Representative Christopher Smith wrote the amendment, which demands the Inspector General, quote, shall conduct a review of whether the Department of Defense experimented with ticks and other insects regarding use as a biological weapon between the years of 1950 and 1975. Now, before I keep reading this, think they did this crap? 1950 to 75, U.S. government. Mm, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, I think they did it. Could be completely wrong. I'm just speculating, talking out of my backside. But knowing, like, especially after the Second World War, what this government was up to, the U.S. government was up to in terms of whatever they could in terms of defense, I'd imagine they might have done something like this. And I don't think they have, a lot of them don't care if they're using the population as guinea pigs. Or maybe they don't even know. But this is interesting because Lyme disease is a real is a real thing, and it is associated with ticks. It, hmm. I, I really like the theory that these are like undercover ways of developing bioweapons. The ticks are it, it, not just the ticks. All sorts of other ways. It, it, and the reason that I like the theory is because, see, when I hear these, like, conspiracy things, it's mm. like some of them are just crazy, wacko, wild out there. This is coming from the halls sense. of Congress, to reiterate. But, it, well, I mean, coming from halls of Congress or wherever, yeah, oh, well. Uh, it, it, it's much it, more important if these people want a popularity contest. Oh, I trust that. If it comes <laughs> from them, they always tell the truth <clears throat> in Neverland. But, I mean, you think about where these outbreaks of these crazy diseases happen nowadays. I ain't talking about 
back in the dark ages when the Black Plague ran through Europe and all that. But it's over in Africa. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about black people in Africa. I'm, I'm just being honest. Unless they're in I Africa, mean, it's, but it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's guys, you know, people I don't have any animosity. But in I, the jungle, chasing chickens. Well, Nobody mean, cares about those people. I was, yeah. But we have all these people over there giving them drugs to fix yeah. their problems. Where does Ebola come from? Where do all these hmm. abstract diseases come from? Where did AIDS, where was AIDS an epidemic? Right. It was in Africa. Yeah, I mean, there are people in America that have it, but I'm thinking, okay, hold on. Magic Johnson had AIDS in 1991. It's. Oh, he's still alive today. That's uh, 18 years well, ago. Well, there have been incredible and medical advancements in treating it. Pretty damn healthy right now. Yeah. It's like. What's up? When you don't just have to be rich now. There are really good medical treatments for it now. And I really like the theory that they are trying to develop different biological agents for warfare that seem like a natural infection, if you will. Because, I mean, Hmm. nobody, to my knowledge, has ever had Ebola in the United States. They may have traveled here. There was that one right, dude that right, traveled right. here. Well, we control disease pretty well in this country. It's just like uh, mad cow syndrome right. was something that came up. Yeah, it's like, where do these... I see your point. It's like, why does this just pop up all of a sudden? And, I mean, some of it, it is just the nature of how disease works and, and viruses work. Um, but some of it does seem fishy. And then it depend, it's always got to be on a particular case somebody's making. So. Bird flu. Swine flu, you name the flu, was going to destroy, it was going to be the next plague and kill the end. And I talked to a guy that worked for, uh, actually for the federal government, that was, uh, he was uh, a scientist in infectious diseases or whatever uh, it's called. And I asked him, because I was doing a job for him when that... uh, Was it the Asian bird flu that came out uh, about... 20 years ago yeah, yeah, or something like that. <clears throat> and he said, no, he said, there's nothing to this. He said, now one day something like that is going to happen. He said, but this is, he said, this is just a bunch of manufactured hype is what it is. There's nothing to it. So, so again, for though, folks, and this shows how the rules of our government, just to reiterate, Nancy Pelosi called Trump a racist. And a parliamentary point of inquiry was put out by Doug Collins. Point of order, excuse me. And uh, they had the House vote down. They removed her speaking privileges. This is the first time in modern political history that a speaker has been quieted. Now, they did maintain her words in the record because, oh, if it's not in the congressional record, it was never said, right? It's not like we have TV cameras and you know audio and video recording devices. It just shows how, in some ways, the the formal mechanisms of our government are, are falling behind to, really, our government is a media circus at this point, is how it operates. And everybody should just take a deep breath. And, you know, I, Nick Gillespie and Reason.com uh, wrote today, he's the editor-in-chief over there. I had a chance to meet him uh, last summer. Good, good guy. Um he talked about it. He's a libertarian, not in the deep ideological sense anymore, especially the older he gets. 
Uh, and this is what's happened to me. He's a libertarian since that that's his disposition. When any government question or policy comes up, his disposition is, nope, if that violates people's liberty, the government shouldn't do it. Whether it's economic liberty or civil rights, basic human rights, the government shouldn't do it. But there are certain questions of when the group, the collective, can make a decision. But in general, I wish more people had the libertarian disposition. I know conservatives who have it. I know uh, people on the left who have a libertarian disposition on all sorts of different issues. And if we could have that disposition more often, that it really should be a last resort whether or not we are forcing people to do things through the power of government. And also in forcing people to conform because the team needs it in order to win an election. I think politics is why we can't be friends. And if we had more of a disposition that was based in the founding of this country, and yes, things like the Gadsden flag, the slogan for today, though, should be, don't tread on me. It should be, don't tread on anyone. Don't tread on anyone. It's the basic premise that I'm coming at things from. And, you know, we're going to heat things up. It's going to get crazier and crazier. Joe Biden is going to be challenging the president to feats of strength and Bernie Sanders is going to be running a mile in order to take down the racism of this administration. But we all need to take a deep breath. Realize that uh, politics should not be the most important thing in our lives. And it feels that way at times. Hold on to your butts, ladies and gentlemen.